Welcome, one and all, to the URG On The Go podcast. I'm your host, DJ Harrington, better known as a cardiologist. This podcast is here every week for you, coast to coast, here in the United States, and over 230 regular listeners in the European market. This is really, I, I can't thank the listeners enough for telling your friends about this fastest growing recycler industry podcast, the true voice of the industry, where recyclers listen to other recyclers to grow their business and improve their bottom line. And today, one of the best guys in the recycling industry, the one and only Paul Diadamo, the core hunter of RAD, was kind enough to accept my invitation to be on today's podcast and to share with you something that I saw the other day in an article that Paul wrote. So, Paul, I want to say hello to you and welcome to our great podcast, the URG Podcast on the Go. Thank you, DJ. Always a pleasure to be on with you and Chuck. And obviously, a longtime fan of URG. And remember, way back in the day, I actually served two years on the board, so there's a, a high in, uh, affinity there. Uh, and of course, with the staff at URG, uh, it's like a love fest, man, in this business. I just uh, we got some great people, wonderful, wonderful people. The other day, Paul, I was up doing the Toe Show up in Baltimore, Maryland, with Car Park, and that guy Kyle comes over and he's talking about. He wants to go out and buy the little sign that you wore at URG, you know, the flashing little sign that, that just said, ask me this. Yes, the LED. I'm, I'm the personal uh, Goodyear blimp. Uh, the LED blimp. Big hit this year. <laughs> well, Kyle said he's buying one. So I said, well, just did you find he said, no, Paul D. Paul D told me where to get it and all this. And I thought, boy, I tell you what. Well, Paul, let me start this podcast by saying I read your article, you know, about inventory, the gift that keeps on giving. Would you be kind enough to share with our listeners? I thought your opening line was the best. <laughs> but can you share with our listeners a little bit about the article? Okay. So with the article, you know I'm somewhat obsessive about inventory. Um, and I have found this year that, you know, as we talked about, when you're writing an article, you can go in like 10 directions. I like to really keep it focused. And in this particular article, I zeroed in on uninventoried vehicles. And for some of our listeners, our recycling family, this might open a festering wound because we caught them. Oh, my gosh, it's me they're talking about. But the article refers to uninventoried vehicles as a huge uh, cost a huge loss revenue, and we need to really focus on who, the who, what, when, and where to get this problem under control. Well, I agree with you. Uh, for our listeners, I'm going to share with you. His opening line was hilarious. The employer was advertising an for an inventory person, and the job description says, for this inventory person, we need someone responsible. The applicant replies, I'm the right person for this position. In my last inventory job, every time parts were missing or in the wrong place, 
they said I was responsible. <laughs> and I told Paul the other day, I even remember a guy who says, inventory person needed, we don't drug test. And I told Paul, we should save these ads that people put out there. Well, who do you think applied for the inventory job? Somebody that was already doing drugs. <laughs> Jeez. But Paul, you know, what is one of your solutions for handling this cash out, no part sales, lost revenue? What's the, a solution you think? Well, the solution is it's always people in process. And for ownership, it's priorities. So if inventory is not a priority, and I, I, I kind of gasp when I think that it may not be, but basically, this is something that, you know, we spend a lot of time bidding on vehicles. Uh, we spend a lot of money. We put a lot of money out there to buy them. But once they get on site, we need people who can have the responsibility and the authority to get it done to say, look, we buy 1,200 cars a year. Well, that translates to about 100 cars a month, about 20 plus or take, give or take cars a week. We need to be able to have an inventory, literally, in my opinion, um, under 36 hours. I mean, some folks, I think you mentioned Nordstrom. Um, yes. They tell me what their deal is. What's their timeline? Well, what happened is Shannon Nordstrom took it as a, probably one of his most serious endeavors because he has the same philosophy you do. Uh, if they don't have their inventory done, that's lost sales apart. He assigned the job to his own sister. And so if they bought four or five cars that day or the day before, she had came in at 9.30 in the morning after she got her children off the school, and she stayed till she inventoried the five or six cars that day. And then it was a process every day. But he made it a priority. And you know how well Shannon Nordstrom runs Nordstrom. I mean, yep. he does everything by the numbers. And he believes in rides, and of course he believes in recycling. And I think ARA is going to be blessed down the line because, you know, a couple of years from now, he'll be the new president. I love that. Yeah. Now listen, folks, if we hear the music, we're going to take a fast break. And I'm going to be back with Paulie T. And we're going to take a, and really go into the process of this, some suggestions from Paul, and maybe an outright shameless plug for that. We'll be right back. Hang in there. Every year, the URG Training Conference connects automotive recyclers with their peers, the latest technology and services, and gives both individuals and teams the training they need to push their limits and reach for the horizon. Join us for one of the best conferences you'll attend in 2023. With great keynote speakers like Dalen Zartman from Energy Security Agency, the leader in electric vehicle training. Dalen is an international technical rescue trainer and participates in global rescue competitions and consortiums. And Rocky Blyer, the football player turned soldier, turned injured veteran, who fought his way back to a professional football career. A story that will inspire you. This year's annual training conference is in beautiful Orlando, Florida, April 27th through the 29th at the Hyatt Grand Cypress. 
You don't want to miss this educational conference. To register, go to u-r-g.com and sign up. While you're there, check out the activities planned for the upcoming training conference. URG, by recyclers, for recyclers. You have been listening to the URG on the Go podcast. Each and every week, we bring you a new informative episode. Make sure you download and listen to people like Bully D, who's on today with us this special episode. Listen, we're available on Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartMedia, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcast. Now, without further ado, let me go back to our special guest, Paul D. Adamo. And Paul D., let me ask you, what are some of the processes, and, and let all of our listeners know, and you know, I call it a, a shameless plug, but I know you, you use the term, you're not a core expert, but you're a recycler working in a core company. So, give us some of your advice and what, what some of the tips you could pass on to our listeners. Well, <clears throat> number one, you know, we have these incredible yard management systems, whether it's Checkmate, PowerLink, or Pinnacle. And most of them should have reports that you can run to uh, inspect what you expect, as Jim Counts used to say. So, yeah. how in uninventoried vehicles out there. So use your reporting in the system. But again, someone's got to be in charge of this. You can't be a random act of, of kindness that someone, oh, I'm going to run this report today. It's going to be run every month, maybe every week, right? Get right. things. So prioritize inventory, put the right person in place, hold them accountable, have a meeting weekly to determine if we're on course or off course, but the job's got to get done. The the inventory has got to be a revolving door. Vehicles in, vehicles out, parts in, parts out. Once we're out of balance, it's a slippery slope, man. It's, I, I've been to yards this year where it, I was horrified to find out not only were they like 10 to 30 cars out of inventory, in one case, they were over 50 vehicles. And I'll tell you what, we can always rationalize. Well, that's my backup. That's my hidey hole, my honey hole. I'm like, no, 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 no. Because more than likely, if you've got that many vehicles that are not inventory, you might be overbuying because you don't realize what you have in stock. So you've compounded the issue of the cash out. You've put money out for the first card. You've not inventoried them. There's no break-even in sight. Now you're buying more vehicles because you think you need them still. You're literally bleeding cash. And by the way, your employees still want their paychecks on Friday. That's not on them. That's on you as the owner. Right. Paul, isn't it true that some of these people, they don't know what's in their honeypot, so they land up ordering and buying more cars similar to the ones they already have. So they're actually buying too many of the wrong ones and not the right ones. Right. So now we're running a museum, which we're not, no, we're not running museums, but we can. That's what happens. These these are vehicles. It's great to go out and look at them and touch them and squeeze them, but they're not making money. Well, you 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 more people. You actually go out to a lot of yards yourself. 
So in the last couple of months out visiting, you've seen people that have these museums going, and, and you said it properly. I think you're hitting some sore spots on some of the people that are listening because they're going to say, I do exactly what Paul just talked about. I need to fix it. Yeah. I see it when I do our seminars. You know, this year, I was on the road, and I was I called my seminar uh, The Seven Deadly Sins of Cause. But you know what, DJ, and this is the true nature of our industry, I didn't hide the platform. I opened it up. Teresa from Apart, Mark from MCI Cores, Billy from MCI, Cliff from PMR, Becky from UCC. I said, come in. I want the recyclists to understand this isn't just a rad thing. We are trying to buy your overstock inventory. We can turn your cash quick. We may not be the sexy, uh, you know, um, catalytic converter pricing, but we are like your, your bonds, your CDs. We always have a buy list. And, you know, Raz is never going to have every recycler as a customer. Again, we're collegial with each other. We only want to help the recycler. And this is where the shameless plug for core is. For core. Would I like to help you? Absolutely. But the other museum is our overstock of parts that we've pulled off and put on the shelf. And I've seen yard inventories. Literally, DJ, over three years, still sitting on the shelf when in oh. some cases our core companies are paying maybe 60 to 70% of retail. Oh, my. Let's turn it into cash, man, and buy yeah. more time. Right. How can they get a hold of you, Paul? What's the best way to get a hold of you? Um, well, uh, my phone, 401 458 9080 or email p d a at com. if you read any just like you DJ I'm feverishly writing articles every month my contact information is there uh, I think we've got a great vendor base for recyclers and somewhere somehow we can help squeeze a little bit more right yes and I want all our listeners to know, you know, in April when we do our program in Orlando, Florida for URG, by all means, Paul will be there again. And come back from our break. Let's talk about a parting shot that Paul can give all of our listeners another tip on how to improve your bottom line. We'll be right back. Recyclers all over the country are saying no to credit card processing fees with AXE payments. As part of their cash discount program, when a customer chooses to pay for a part using their credit card, a convenience fee is added to the customer's purchase price. This small convenience fee completely absorbs all fees associated with credit card payments. No more transaction fees, no more interchange, no equipment fees, no fees, period. The yards that have made the switch only have one regret, that they didn't make the switch sooner. So give Sam and the guys at Axe Payments a call today at 877-429-3729 and press option 1. Or visit them online at getaxepay.com. That's getaxepay.com. 
Hey, guys, mention I sent you, and they'll even make a donation to the URG Scholarship Fund on your behalf. Slow down. Slow down and move over. Move over. When you see signs. Lights. Vests. Please, give us some room. Slow down. Slow down and move over. When you need help. It's our job. To help you. To save you. Despite the danger. This danger. This danger is real. Do your part. Please. Slow down. Slow down. And move over. Move over. You've been listening to the URG On The Go podcast. Remember, if you want to hear more people like Paul Diazabo, please review and share with all your friends and call us. Our hotline number at the podcast center, 706-409-5603. We'd love to hear from you. Now, let's go back to Paul D. Tell us, Paul, some of the things that you'd like to share. We have the holidays coming up in a little bit. We've all enjoyed a wonderful Thanksgiving. I know you've enjoyed it with your family and your little grandson. Or is it a grandson or granddaughter? Two granddaughters. Two granddaughters. That's what I thought. Mm. Uh, and you're getting ready for the holidays, too. But share with our listeners some of the ways to, to get out of where they're in. And I'm reminding all of our listeners, Paul's number, 401 458-9080. And he's as close as your telephone, guys. So if you want a good person to come in and help you with your business, uh, you couldn't pick a better guy than Paulie D. But Paul, uh, what's some parting shots you'd like to give our, to our listeners? I would sure appreciate it. Well, I think everything stops at the top and we've talked about, I'm, I always, people probably get tired of hearing you say this, but old school versus new school. And for that, those owners who feel like they're not able to change, don't actually know how to start. You know, my feeling is hire people who, I hate to say this, but it's the truth, that are smarter than you. Yeah. Uh, you know, and having not been in the business my whole life, that was easy. You know, I uh, had my right hand, my, my GM, Jim, Tell you what, he was brilliant. Now, was I brilliant in some areas? Absolutely. The two of us combined were dangerous. We could execute the plan and prioritize things. So really, just sit there with yourself over the holidays, looking towards the new year and say, look, what do I have to change? One of those changes might be me, look in the mirror, and who do I have that I can count on to execute plans that I want to do for the new year? And make that change. I mean, it's a good time to really think about these things and get ready for the new year and give it a new emphasis. Yeah. One guy was talking about the smell of the fish starts at the head. And, and a lot of times it's the head of the company, but it's like picking four leaf clovers that, you know, they don't want to knock it on the front door, but they have a yard full of them. And a yard sometimes has so much money in the yard that no one takes advantage of it to improve their bottom line. So if they were looking for money, it's in their inventory. Yeah. The gift that keeps on giving. It's exactly what your article was about. And you know what else? Yeah, go ahead. What I didn't put in here, because it just takes too much time, is think about non-parts revenue. Now, core is a part. Don't get me wrong. But... 
you've already got stock. You have quantity on hand, days on hand in your system. You know what you're overstocked in. But if you really, a business owner took a look at their profit and loss statement, and they had parts revenue in one line item and non-parts revenue. Hey, your scrap, your core batteries, your catalytic converters, your auto cores, maybe you pull wire. If you bulk those non-parts revenue in one category, I would bet that most people would be surprised that that represents maybe 25 to 30% of your gross income. And imagine if you could improve that by 5%. That's bottom line. This is because once they go to that big machine called the press or the shredder, you're getting pennies on the dollar. So I'm not telling you to pull off $2 cords. You know, a lot of us have built up um, a high capital level in our business. We're dealing with later model cars or more valuable cars. Cherry pick. Make it worth your time to pull the cars off. Because if you get caught in the trap of pulling $2 cords, you're never going to be satisfied. There is software out there that allows you to maximize against your time investment the value of those cores. More than likely, once you're pulling the cars apart in the dismantling bay, that's prime time. Yeah. Uh, what, can I ask you this, Paul? I know it's, I didn't ask you off the air, but on air, when the person is, is actually taking the car apart and dismantling it, how many is a, a good amount of cars done by a person? on a daily basis. You know what? It's going to vary. I've got a guy, now he's become a good friend, Jason Suter in Maryland. He mentioned Maryland before. This guy's not in the business. He's him and his um, uncle, I think. They're they're tearing 10 cars apart for cords and any scrap value they can get. Okay? Yes. Now, a full-serve dismantler if you're pulling drivetrain out, if you get it set up, it's possible. You know, like a, a large operation, they have process, processes where the one guy is just dropping the drivetrain, and then another guy is taking it apart and putting it in the warehouse. So, yeah, it's hard to put an exact number on how many cars can be done in a day. But here's the thing, DJ. If these recyclers go to URG, you're going to have like six or 700 people to ask that very question and then identify who has a business like mine and how can I compare and improve. Exactly. There's your plug for the URG uh, conference in April. And I think the person contact the type of information you can get. Yeah. And, and it really does make a difference because I, I had no clue until that Raz guy came to Florida and said, do you realize that the drive, the steering column on this police vehicle, how mm. it was worth? And I said, what? And he walked by an old Chevrolet, and he said, now, DJ, this Chevrolet is worth this much, but look at the steering wheel. And I went, oh, my. I didn't even think about it. He said, that's not a, a custom, it's a custom steering wheel on that vehicle. Somebody mm-hmm. needs to take that off and sell it on eBay. And it sold on eBay for over $400. Yeah. 
eight. Teresa talks about she doesn't even sell columns anymore. She parts them out. But, for example, we talk about a steering column, EPS, electronic power steering column, electronic power steering rack. Some of them are going for $150, $175 as a core. Oh, my. So if you've got, hey, you may be selling them for two and a quarter retail, but if you've got 10 in stock and only selling one a month or two a month, get rid of them because you're going to be buying more vehicles, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, I was amazed. I, I was amazed. And, and having someone come into your yard like you, you come with a different set of eyeballs. Yeah. And when the Gotham Rats came in and looked at me and said, DJ, did you see that Chevrolet over there? I said, yeah, it's, it's an old Chevrolet. He said, no, look at the steering wheel. And I went, oh, my. Sometimes just a that really wakes you up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's the beauty for software. Literally, whether it's when you just buy it, when you're bidding on it, when you're dismantling it, or when you're crushing it, if you're a U-Pole operation, literally, all our software, you just punch it in or scan it with the, your phone, and bazinga, it brings up a list of the values. And you know what? Some cars, there's no core value. But for the vehicles that have it, you'll see it right there, and you can create like a work order to then have someone go out there or in the dismantling bay and pull them. Boy, oh, boy. Over brawn, DJ. Don't pull stupid stuff. Pull value pop, boy. Turn it Fill a box once a month or every 45 days. Turn the cash. Buy more cars. Rinse, repeat. <laughs> Paul, that's the reason why all your seminars are always packed. Because people want to hear from somebody who does it all the time. You're a good man. You know, this industry is the gift that keeps on giving. I love that phrase. Um, and we always, you know, hey, at my point in my career, it's all about giving back. I know I get paid by Raz. I'm blessed. Uh, it's a great company, but literally, they give me a lot of leeway to do site visits, to spend time on the phone with customers. It's, it's all we do is customer service. So it's like giving back every day. Well, Paul, I look forward to seeing you April in Florida for the URG training conference. Listeners, I want all of you to know, I thank Paul Diodamo for being our guest. And by all means, if you need somebody, you contact Paul Diodamo. Paul, one final thing, if you want to say something, I'll see you in April at URG. And maybe you want to wish everybody a happy holiday. Absolutely. A, uh, we all had a great Thanksgiving, but a blessed Christmas, Kwanzaa, um, Hanukkah. You got it. And happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah starts on the 18th. Kwanzaa is on the 26th. And by all means, happy holidays to each and every one of you. And Merry Christmas. All right. And we'll see you next time on the URG On The Go podcast.